0: quality Base here. The Eagle has landed. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Conservative Mama Podcast. Your host, Sarah B., and this is the podcast that's fighting back against liberal lunacy, the lies of feminism, and the destruction of the progressive left by refocusing us on those f bombs that truly matter faith, family, friendship, and now, of course, more than ever, freedom. Um, if you want to see what I'm up to, you can follow me over on Instagram at Conservative Mama Podcast. I haven't posted anything there uh, recently, uh, mostly because I'm just kind of keeping apprised of the situation in the Ukraine a little bit, um, and honestly, I'm not really sure what is truth. Uh, so before we get started, let me just say happy Monday to you all. It is March 7th. Um, Here, I need to warn you in advance. Yikes. Um, I think spring break starts around uh, March 19th, and so um, for that entire uh, week, I will not be broadcasting. We are headed back down to the mountains of North Carolina, and I'm going to spend some time letting my hair down, so to speak, and just getting uh in back into nature going for some hikes hopefully the weather is nice um you know hanging out in the mountains with my family so um just wanted to forewarn you guys um that that's coming but again it's a little bit away so you know you don't have to get all freaked out yet but okay so hopefully you guys are having a good start to your monday mine was trash um but (laughs) it is what it is right people need things and you're in high demand what do you want um saturday i have to say saturday was gorgeous it was um gosh almost 70 degrees here and then uh today it snowed so i don't know what's going on with mother nature but i am darn sick and tired of the whole uh warm snow warm snow kind of crap so we're really really over it uh right here at the um conservative mama pod base Okay, so um, let's just jump right in. I am on a website. I cannot vouch for this thing entirely. Um, I I don't really know anything about it. But if you want to check it out, it's CanadianPatriot.org. And we are talking about the Ukraine. Um, I've listened to some things here today. uh, And honestly, there's a lot of, um, I think, distrust going on right now. if you check out Paul Joseph Watson, he talks about this, um, and he makes some really, really good points. Um, you may know Paul Joseph Watson. If you're not familiar, he used to be with uh, Alex Jones on Infowars, and then um, I don't know that he does anything with Alex Jones. I haven't watched Alex Jones in a really long time. but um, So I don't know if he is still affiliated loosely or not, but um, he brought up some really good points. Being that, um, I had to turn my little heater off over here. I was getting too warm. Being that, um, you know, w- what you're seeing in the media is not necessarily what's going on on the ground. Um, I, I'm not going to really hash over that. Um, you can check him out on YouTube at Paul Joseph Watson. Uh, I think I was watching his, uh, his video clip, uh, Modernity it's modernity seven is the title of that. Um, and of course, uh, he does have another one about Ukraine. Um, both of those actually seem to cover Ukraine, but, um, it really just makes you wonder more about, uh, you know, what's true and what isn't true. Right. Um, so I've kind of done some digging. I was listening also to Deception Bites. You can catch her over on Rumble, and she's been digging into this, um, theory that the Ukrainian government is run by neo-Nazis. I know it sounds, uh, far-fetched. It was a, a little bit of a pill for me to swallow as well. Um, I have not personally looked into that whatsoever, but, um, I, I can't refute it because I haven't looked into it, but, um, you know, honestly, it seems on its face ridiculous, but before we just go, oh, that's, you know, we're just going to roll our eyes and call that total conspiracy theory, we need to remember that, um, we are in clown world so honestly anything is possible at this point that's kind of where I'm at so I'm not gonna say that it's true but um, she's been over the target pretty much uh, and on target um, for as long as I've been watching her and following Um, so honestly I don't really I don't know what to think Um, I guess in this case I'm gonna let you guys do some of your own homework uh, because I really don't have any idea but again it does seem kind of strange like I think anytime you use the term neo-Nazis, especially here in America, um, we really need to tread carefully. I mean, it's a term here that gets tossed around frequently ad nauseum, Um, but I I don't know about uh, foreign countries, so... I am not really sure what to say. Okay, so all of that suffice to say that I am not the Ukraine-Russia expert. However, I will say I've got a healthy dose of skepticism. Again, for the new listeners, welcome aboard. Thank you for finding this little podcast. You are always welcome. Um, So I'm going to explain a little bit of what I I said just there um, for you guys, if you're new. Those of you who have listened a really long time, you guys already know. What do I mean by this healthy healthy dose of skepticism? Um, I'm approaching the Russia-Ukraine thing very, very dubiously, and for several reasons. For one, um, our mainstream media is a line sack, okay? They have lied to us about everything. We can go back, um, just as far as Trump's inauguration, right? Um, we can go back to that and just say, okay, they threw the pee tape hoax at us, they threw the Russian hoax at us, um, uh, they said, you know, General Flynn was courting the Russians. Um, none of this was true. Then we move forward into COVID land, right? And, and everything about that was overblown, overproportional uh, or disproportional to what was actually occurring. They lied about vaccines. They've lied about the mask wearing. They've lied about everything. And that's just in a very short amount of time, okay? So... Being that they lie on basically everything, are we really going to sit here and pretend that they're telling us the truth about this, right? They've lied about absolutely everything, and now they're telling the truth? Forgive me for being skeptical. Um, So looking at this, I found uh, CanadianPatriot.org. The uh, title is, What is Really Going On in Ukraine? An Alternative Scenario, and it's by someone named Larry Johnson. So let's check this out. Uh, The Western media is filled with stories of the brave Ukrainian people rising up to fight the evil Russians, and the Russians are paying a terrible toll, or so we're told. But if you step back and look at what is actually transpiring, you will note the following. Unlike the U.S. shock and awe unleashed on Baghdad in 2003, which caused significant civilian casualties and destroyed infrastructure and damaged power grids and destroyed bridge- bridges, that's a lot of ands there, the Russian military is avoiding hitting population centers. The power is still on in Kiev and Kharkiv, last I checked. Also, you are not seeing raging battles in the streets of Kiev or Kharkiv between Ukrainian and Russian military forces. Those are two bullet points. I meant to uh, point that out to you guys. Some believe this indicates Putin's troops are bogged down and making little progress, but I think there's an alternative explanation. First, Russia has not deployed its most sophisticated weaponry. It remains in place in Russia on the Ukrainian border, but showing no signs uh, as of this writing of being activated. Second, little attention is being paid to eastern Ukraine, where the bulk of the Ukrainian army is deployed. Jacob Drez drezen drezen oh lord forgive me jacob drezen offers some important insight on this you won't hear this on cnn but putin's army of darkness in the most complex and ambitious ground maneuver operation since world war ii following the soviet deep war playbook is also working on cutting off the ukrainian army group in the Donbass? Donbass? From Kiev. This is by far the most capable or only capable large portion of the Ukrainian army. Yesterday, its main reserves of diesel fuel were destroyed from the air. It will soon be cut off in immobile. Once that happens, the entire Donbass front collapses, they will no longer have a front, and billions of dollars in U.S.-funded or U.S.-supplied weaponry will be captured almost without a battle. To be clear, it's almost all U.S.-funded or supplied. Even most of the Soviet vintage stuff was bought and shipped in from Poland, Czechia, Czechia oh lord, please forgive me listeners, by the CIA, off the books but well documented in videos of tank trains crossing the border into Ukraine in 2015 and 16. The Russians have finally entered Kharkov, Ukraine's second largest city, very close to the Russian border. Previously, they had bypassed it the same way that America bypassed every town in southern Iraq to reach Baghdad in 2003. On Saturday night, they finally wasted all significant organized resistance with a a rain of th- thermobar- thermobaric death in the outskirts. Good grief. I'm on the struggle bus today. Today, they started to go in and mop up. Of course, it's not a job for one day. The Ukrainian army is falling back, mostly in organized fashion throughout the Donbas. They have largely evacuated Mar... Oh, Mary... Marupol? Marpol. For my Ukrainian listeners, I am deeply Sorry. I cannot say these words. I can't say these words. And for all the rest of my listeners, I'm sorry, Uh, you should already know this. A very pro-Russian, very, oh, I'm sorry, very pro-Russian major steelmaking and steel shipping center responsible for billions of dollars in exports on the Sea of Izov. The soldiers Garrison and Mar- Marupol is now said to be the Azov Regiment, a group of bona fide tattooed Nazis. You know, your typical Ukrainian democracy guys, the ones the mainstream media doesn't tell you about and our State Department prefers to ignore. The kind of guys you must use to garrison a pro-Russian city that hates you. The real army looks to be falling back to a word I absolutely cannot pronounce, but 60 miles west of Donsk. Donst Oh, gosh. If the Russians don't cut them off. That is now the big if. Either way, they'll get hit badly from the air. They are leaving behind lots of brand spanky new British and American weaponry. Gee, that sounds familiar, doesn't it? I wish I had time to make a photo collage for you. It turns out the stuff doesn't work well. Among other things, you have to charge the battery on those javelins or whatever. No charge, no fire. No one told them. I guess they had so many dumped on them. It was not realistic to plug them all into the wall and sit there and wait. I can relate. I don't even like waiting to charge one new smartphone. Okay, so... I, um, I don't know about all of that, but uh, thank you for, thank you for muscling your way through with me. Uh, the article continues. The Ukrainian air force, what is left of it, is now flying on Helen Keller terms. It seems that Ukrainian combat aircraft rely on ground-controlled radar to conduct air-to-air intercepts. Guess what the Russians obliterated in the first hours of their invasion on Wednesday? If you said ground-controlled radar, you are a winner. Without that radar, the Russians have air superiority. They have castrated the Ukrainians' ability to provide close air support and disrupt uh, Russian air cover. They are flying blind if they are flying and can find operational airfield. Then there are the lines of communication for the Ukrainian army. Critical military fuel dumps are on fire, and the ability of the Ukrainian army to keep their tanks and trucks running is slipping away. Perhaps this explains the Volt face of Zelensky in being willing to sit down with the Russians and try to negotiate an end to the evisceration of Ukraine's military capability. Um, this was originally published on the Gateway Pundit. Okay. So, uh, the Gateway Pundit we've read here before. What do you guys think about that? What do you guys think about, uh, this information? Now, I don't know about you, but I don't know that I have seen, um, I haven't seen this footage, which isn't, suffice to say, that it isn't real, right? But there's been a lot of propaganda. Um, I'm going to circle back to uh, um, uh, Paul Joseph Watson for just a second and say, um, uh, it doesn't appear when you look at CCTV footage that Kiev is under siege it doesn't appear that the streets are um, the, the the roads into Kiev, for example, are um, lined with all these military vehicles or, or, or people trying to get in. The Russians trying to get in. Um, yet there is footage of people trying to get out, uh, which is a little strange. Right. Um, the whole thing is strange to me. I, I just I don't I don't know that I am believing the uh the footage that's coming out um we've seen some propaganda for sure uh it looks like um the little girl who's said to uh have approached these russian um uh the soldiers and essentially you know shaking her fist and you know threatening to to punch them um it looks like maybe she was a Palestinian girl who passed for white, I guess, and that was an Israeli soldier from several years ago. Uh, she has since been arrested, I think, in 2017 uh, for one reason or another. I don't know. Ladies and gentlemen, I, it, It's it, this is the type of thing that I, I really think we need to um just be honest with ourselves about it and say, look, we're not over there. We don't know what's going on. Um, and and I am very slow to just believe that um, this is uh, exactly what the mainstream media says it is. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say that Putin is a good guy or Putin or however you say his name. I I don't know. I guess I say it both ways. Um, but I, I'm not going to say that he's a good. He's not a good guy. He's a former KGB guy, right? But he's also not an idiot. So why is this happening? I think is, you know, is it because, um, you know, he's trying to take over the Ukraine? He's really trying to start World War Three. Is it because the CIA is involved? And once again, uh, you know, it could be a, uh, a an overthrow of a government? Uh, where have we seen that before, right? A, a destabilization? Um, I don't know. You know, we know how General uh, Flynn feels. He had said, you know, that um, you know, uh no, it wasn't General Flynn. I'm so sorry. I was just watching something with General Flynn. Um, we have heard in the past that uh the Ukraine uh the Ukrainian government was led to believe by I think it was uh Bill Clinton that if they put down their nuclear arms, that they would um be protected by the United States. Um, and that clearly isn't going to happen, nor do I think the United States should get involved, but at the same time, what does that say? Does that say, um, you know, Europe can't trust American presidents? I, I don't know, I don't know. Um, I think we just, we're, we, we have to be very cautious. I, I don't want to put out disinformation. Um, I don't think, you know, I, I would definitely not intentionally put out misinformation. Um but we have to approach it cautiously. The real question, the real questions we should be asking is if this were really a serious threat. If uh the United States, if NATO, if Germany, if we really viewed this as a serious threat, then why don't we stop buying Russian oil? Why do we allow ourselves to be hamstrung um by Russian oil. So, so what? So restaurants and, and, uh, liquor stores are going to dump Russian vodka? Um, are, is that really, like, are you going to get Putin to stop attacking? Like, oh, well, we, we got rid of the Russian vodka. You can't buy it here anymore. Look at us, you know, virtue signaling morons. What did that? You already bought it. It's on your shelves. It's in your bar. You've already paid for it. What are you doing? Oh, I just dumped it down the drain. Then you're an economic idiot. I don't know what to tell you, but I mean, we're going to, we're going to put sanctions on Russia, but we're not going to stop buying their oil. We're going to, what, send money and send armament in weaponry to the Ukraine while simultaneously buying Russian oil. How is that not that that's that's you know you're playing both sides of the card here. I, I don't understand. So my my question is if we were really serious about this, if we were really supposed to believe that oh, he's threatening World War 3, then Either our leadership really is truly, totally incompetent, which I think, yes, they are. Uh, I don't think there's a brain cell working amongst the Democrat Party at this point. But globally, really, we're all going to just, we're just going to pretend that we're not paying both sides. Plain pain. We're doing both. I mean, it doesn't make any sense to me. Um, Case in point. Uh, over at pjmedia.com biden strong arms democrats to vote against russia oil ban isn't that weird like we could solve this entire problem right now we have the ability here in the united states of america to be energy independent we could supply the world with natural gas and petroleum but we're not doing that he hamstringed us day one and and we're gonna do what we're gonna just continue to pay for Russian oil? I mean, if we're really serious, why don't we just stop doing that? But instead of doing that, um, Joe Biden is begging the Democrats to not get tough on Russia and and thus, you know, cut off the oil supply. I just don't understand. It doesn't make any sense. Um, I don't, I'm not going to read the whole article here, but Joe Biden has been bragging about how tough he is on Russia after Putin began a war of aggression in Ukraine. Indeed, the sanctions that Biden and most European countries have imposed on Russia in the wake of the invasion are among the most severe in history, including excluding Russia from the swift network of financial transactions. So why was Biden jawboning Democratic senators, strong arming them to vote against one of the most devastating sanctions of all, banning the import of Russian oil into the U.S.? Um, that like I said, that's the fundamental question. I think if we find the answer to that, all of this unravels. Um, and I think it would unravel very quickly. Uh, what, what have we got to lose by becoming energy independent? Um, really, nothing, except that you have to remember, Democrats don't want us to become strong. They would rather send their money uh, across the sea to help the Ukrainians and build up other people's borders while simultaneously taking down our own borders and weakening um, the American people right here. Uh, That's the way leftist brains think. I mean, it doesn't make any sense, but that's the way they think, right? Um, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, It's just, it's crazy. It's crazy to me. This is the fastest way we could end this aggression, and yet we're not doing it, and neither is Germany they're not really doing it either. Yeah, they might pause their pipeline, but they're not, I mean, everybody is still buying Russian oil. We're, I think, number three as far as like uh, biggest exports to, right? So Russia's biggest exports to us, we're number three as, you know, I don't remember, I don't know who the top two are, but I mean, it's, it's, we're number three. So (laughs) ladies and gentlemen, like, Are we really going to just sit here and pretend that um, we're being told the truth? Because I can't do that. I can't do that. Now, again, I don't know what Putin's idea is. I don't know that he, you know, maybe he is cutting off the Ukrainian army and he's you know not really gonna make this world war three he's just gonna be like well you know you can't get to from point a to point b but let's face it too it, i mean these these we you know russian vehicles are not in top condition either so it's, it's just I, I don't know what to say like it's just i don't know i don't know it's crazy it's absolutely crazy um This has not been uh, a very informative podcast because I don't know that we can be super informative right now. I don't know. It's just nuts to me. Okay, so switching gears here, if you want to check it out, it's at twitchy.com. Just effing evil, uh, FOIA shows federal government paid hundreds of news orgs to advertise vaccines as part of a comprehensive media campaign. What do you call it when the media does federal does the federal government's bidding when they are, in fact, paid to do it? Propaganda. And they wonder why none of us take them all seriously. Take them at all seriously. You know what? Again, like I said, we're switching gears here. We're talking about these vaccines for just a minute. Uh, keep in mind, Russia. All right? Just just going to toss it out there. This is why I, I'm dubious about the whole thing. This is why we spent 20-something minutes going over, hey, I don't know, I don't know, but here's some information, right? Okay. Um, here This was on Twitter from Jenny Beth Martin. Breaking. According to the documents received by a FOIA request to the Department of HHS, so Homeland Security, Uh, Hundreds of news organizations were paid by the federal government, a.k.a. American taxpayers, to advertise vaccines as part of a comprehensive media campaign, in case you were wondering just how owned the media really is. And sadly, we're not shocked by this. Watching the media peddle whatever talking point the Biden administration wanted during the pandemic, we'd likely only be shocked if they weren't getting paid for it. They are who they are, the propaganda arm of the Democrat Party. You know we've talked about this before um when they talk about uh you know the cia in o- operation uh mockingbird is it really over did they really end it one could argue they haven't good times okay so here's some more tweets uh plant-based Susie tweeted no one should be surprised by this at all it was obvious from the beginning what they were doing uh, Horace S. Villa says, I would be shocked if there was a single issue that wasn't paid to be de- disseminated by these Stooges. Um, Yankee fan Earl, not shocking at all. All mainstream news media is propaganda for the state. And DJ... Oh, I'm sorry. Anna Lee loves DJT. Actually, nothing is shocking any longer. It's disgusting, but not shocking. The media and the government have proven themselves to be part of the campaign to destroy America. Yes. Yeah. I, I honestly don't think I could have said that better myself. They are both part of the, the destructive arm to destroy this great nation. Um, now, is it treasonous? I don't know. I don't know, but it is propaganda. And, you know, if we remember back to a uh, good old Barack, um, didn't he, if I'm remembering correctly, didn't he undo the anti-propaganda, uh, act or whatever that was? He, he made it not illegal anymore. I wonder why. I wonder why you guys have to remember that while we're sitting here catching on day by day, while is waking up bit by bit, piece by piece and, and little by little, um, These guys have been playing for the long haul. They've been doing this a very long time. So just because we're catching on now in 2022 or 2021 or 2020 or even 2016, whatever, whenever you came into this, you've got to know that they have been playing this game a very long time. We are the newcomers to it, not them. We're the newcomers. How do you think we got to the point where our children are being indoctrinated into socialism? Actually, um you know i got into this discussion with a co-worker because you know this person is absolutely on the opposite side of the fence from my own personal belief and you know they said oh well you just think that every institution is out there you know uh college campus and whatever are, are churning out um uh are, are, are their indoctrination camps and i said well you know um if you have fundamentally changed your values your morals and your ethics based on just going away to college, then you have been indoctrinated, regardless of which side you fall on. If you have fundamentally changed who you are and your thought processes, you've been indoctrinated. Their job isn't to indoctrinate, their job is to educate. If you came out of an institution as a self-proclaimed socialist, as for instance, in this case, um, then you are indoctrinated. I don't know what else to tell you. Those are called the hard facts, sir. <laughs> that's just what it is. If you came out and I mean, there's nothing wrong with questioning. You you go away to college and you're supposed to question things and, and you know, broaden your, your mind. You're supposed to open up your mind and go, OK, you know, that might be true. But I'm going to look into this as well. Maybe that's true. And you find out you're supposed to find out who you are. You're not supposed to be told who you are and indoctrinated into a way of thinking one way or the other. Left, right. Doesn't matter. That's not the goal of college. This is why everybody remains dubious, or it has begun to be suspicious about that too. Wow, well, look at our kids. Um, what's his name? Yuri Bezbinov. Uh, I, I think that's his name. Um, talked about, you know, how part of the uh, the 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 communist way of thinking, the Karl Marx way of thinking wasn't to take over. They knew that that, um, you know, the Russians back in the day knew that they couldn't beat us on our own turf. They couldn't come over here and and do a land invasion and beat us. They can't do that. We're we're heavily armed, Um, but they didn't need to do it either. They would just get into the institutions and change the way our children think. We're and 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 we're not stopping them patriotism is wrong so we can be patriotic for every country but our own right like you can put up a a pro-ukraine flag or symbol or whatever on your on your media feed but you can't say you can't say you're pro-patriot for america we can't say we got to defend our own borders i don't know I don't know. Do you see the problem here? So, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I think that's pretty much it for me tonight. I wish I had some better news. Um, It's just craziness, total craziness. But, as always, we are holding down the fort, as my fort sounds like it's falling apart upstairs. (laughs) Thank you, everybody, for listening. As always, stay deplorable, patriots, and we will talk to you again on Wednesday.